Alright you rotten, smelly wrestling fans, it's this guy Kez Evans and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone and welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm Andy Mitchell and I'm sat across from you right now is one of the rising stars in ICW. It's Glasgow's very own Kez Evans. How you doing Kez? How you doing bud? You well? I'm good, I long time no see. Aye, aye. Uh, so, uh, when was? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while. Aye. Probably, probably at the GPWA. The yeah. And uh, we've also got Alan in the background. Just uh, hi, Alan. Hi, Will. <laughs> just sitting there, there. Cool. Uh, just being the big dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pulling out. Right. So basically, they ask everyone this: It's like, what inspired you to get into wrestling, and what do you love about wrestling? You mean like how I go in here? Yeah. Sort of. What inspired you to kind of? Well. Everyone's always got that weird thing, like that thingy. Oh, I was just flicking through the channels and then wrestling came up. Well, mine's a wee bit weirder. That's fine. No, totally weird, but it's no similar to everybody else. Uh, I was about 10, 10 years old. My dad suffered a heart attack. He's fine now, but at the time. Why are you laughing? At? I don't know why. why how is that fucking funny? It was just an awkward sort of. Yes. <laughs> so my dad had a heart attack and we were in the waiting room just to go visit him. So, me being 10 years old, I'm a bit bored, so I went to go look at magazines, and they all fucking people own the magazine. I see a Smackdown magazine. <laughs> fucking, it was JBL, and for some reason that just intrigued me. Just fucking JBL and the fucking the hat and this championship at the time, and I'm just like, oh, oh, I'll have a look at that. So I skimmed through, and then I see, I think it was RVD. And I was like, oh, that guy looks cool. So I just, I bought the magazine, I just read through it, and then I was, when my dad got out, and I was like, I want to watch wrestling, I want to watch pay-per-view, and I think it was No Way Out 2005. Mm. Oh, was that the Barbed Wire Steel Cage match? Right? Yeah, we Big Show. Uh, so I wanted to watch that We I don't think that was Sky Box Office, I think that was just on Sky, but obviously I was 10 at the time, so on a Sunday, bed early, <laughs> couldn't watch it. So we taped it, and Dad being the big fuck-up, he fucked up the recording, so I couldn't oh. get to watch it. So my literal first ever show that I watched was WrestleMania 21. It's a good show to start off with, right. under wrestling. So from then on, I was hooked. And then I found out some of my pals, Faye, in school at the time, they loved wrestling, so we just bonded, and now we're, we're still pals now. Mm. Like nearly 15 years on, so... Yeah, because you asked that training in 2015, didn't you? Aye, uh, that was... Duty, my, one of my best pals, Connor. We just started kind of watching ICW. No, mm. no, like this is when was it saying Fight Club? That the BBC one? Oh, that I know that was like early 2010s, uh, sort of yeah, late 2010s. I can't mind specifically, when, yeah. but that's when, and there was like a Vice documentary with Grado coming in. So, we're watching that, we didn't even religiously watch it, we were just like, oh, I kind of killed it. Scotland has the same wrestling thing because I didn't think, I thought it was just like, like stuff at Craig Tara, that was it, really. And mm. that's I used to watch live when. Other than that, and other than WWE live events, which my first and only one had hiding right on it. And I was, <laughs> this was when he was the uh, good guy and he was going about saying, Oh, who wants to be my friend? And he was bringing Hope in. And I don't know why, but I was terrified. <laughs> I ran away from him. Oh, I wasn't no. even at the ringside, but I was like up at the steps, and my mom does like, "Oh, why didn't you go down see if you can get?" And I was like, "That, that." <laughs> the toilet ran away. Yeah, he, could, he could have wrote a poem for you. He, I had smart <laughs> poems and that. Aye. That was actually when Stone Cold was in the main event as a special guest referee with JBL and mm. John Cena. 
And that was so, just a show in Glasgow, or would you say? That was just a show yeah. in Glasgow, so my first and only live event had Stone Cold on it, and I was like, oh, yeah, man, they can't play with that. Can't play with that. Me and Connor, we were watching it, and we were like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then eventually, in 2015, he messaged me saying, there's a school opening up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He actually... Like, I didn't have a lot of money. I was still a college student at the time. Oh, I was just going into college, so I didn't have any money. So he actually chipped in my pay into the induction course. So we done that. Absolutely loved it. We both got accepted. Oh, by the way, just in case he's listening, I did pay him back that money. <laughs> so if he says anything, fuck you, Connor. You ginger prick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send him to that straight to him. Talk about GPWA, what was it like the first few weeks in there? Because the training's different now because it's, yeah. it's just an eight-week course, but now it's three weeks. But Yeah, it was so long ago. I can't mind how long it was. I've got a really terrible memory, so this is going to be majority of this a podcast interview thing's just going to be me silent trying to remember That's all right, we've got good editors. Uh, I <laughs> make you first time we were doing the training it was agony because obviously your body's not used mm. to taking it like the bumps in that was a shock my neck was feeling quite stiff at times it was like times when I was at the gym like two days after a training session and I couldn't do mm. like a simple exercise that I didn't even need my neck for anything and yeah. like okay but the worst thing was the ropes I know those ropes fucking stung man it was like, awful we just sent to Alan because Alan was saying he didn't realise that the ropes are that hard like you oh I didn't need to be hard to uh, bite and you need to hit off them and really attack the ropes as mm. we say and oh my god it was horrible but I loved it it was mm. so because you see when you when you start training there's like like quite a lot of years and then it's like by that second week there's a drop yeah like we done training on Tuesdays and we were at the time I don't know if it's still the case but we had the largest class like ugh, I'm going to throw out a number it might be wrong but maybe in the <laughs> high 30s uh-huh. and uh, and it was in the smaller see where the gym is now that no. gym right next door is that was our wee thing mm. so we had the one ring and we just done drills and like you know what a tackle drill like somebody like I do remember this one. We had a tackle drill where you'd stay in the ring and a cue would form on the outside and you'd run in and you'd tackle the person and they roll it. Think about doing that to like 30 plus people uh-huh. in a row without stopping. I might have 40s, I might show them uh-huh. later. I remember, <laughs> but I, I remember you telling me that before. You got you'd like a shoulder, your, your, your oh, shoulder was so bruised. Yeah, I've brought like... 40s on my iPod with all the bruises and that that's I'm not saying that's what everyone got but I, I bruise easily so <laughs> it didn't look good with me but just don't tell that to your opponents you know they might uh, oh they, they'll know but I'll, I'll kick <laughs> fuck at them I don't care <laughs> yeah so um, were you quite starstruck with it because it was a st- it is a stellar ICW kind of legends uh, who are taking the course like uh, Lionheart God bless you so yeah uh, BT Gun, Stevie Boy, Wolfgang and Jack Jester. Well, as I said at the time, I didn't really watch as much as I do now, but it was mere the whole experience of holy shit, um, and next uh, to a wrestling ring. Like, it was so awkward at times that I couldn't go through the ropes mm. and I had to like slide under because I just felt like, oh, this is so weird that it is. The whole experience itself was weird, but then as time went on, I got more comfortable and I was realising who I was dealing with, which, by the way, GPWA, that we are spoiled rotten mm. with the amount of coaches that we had and have now. Like, we just got Liam Thompson, Jackie yeah. Bobo, and Kayleigh Ray. I mean, yeah, what can you say? It's like, it's I mean, stellar, stellar coaching. Like, 
we are absolutely spoiled. And the new intake that are coming in, my God, they're going to be stars because mm. they are the folk that are just putting knowledge in. So you're doing your training. Yes. When's the moment you're like, holy shit, I can, this can be a career. This is something that I can really, you know, see myself going far in. I don't think there was a moment. There is one time that I do boast about. I was doing a drill. I can't remember what the drill was. And then I rolled it and then Wolfgang said, have you done this before? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, so I've done this before. I must be good at this. So <laughs> that's when I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of all right at this wrestling stuff. No, oh, uh, same as well. Like, I know GPWA, they sometimes bring in some guests. Yes. Like, from that. Can you, can you just, like, name a few of them? I think my first guest seminar that I was in was with Rhino. Mm, absolute what was, what was it like with uh, Rhino when he yeah it was good I, I went to shake his hand and his horn engulfed mine <laughs> like, I couldn't see my hand anymore and I'm like this is and he was so tanned and all like <laughs> orange fun fact he actually gave Crowbar his name oh did he mm-hmm. oh. he says you look like, like someone made a name of Crowbar but with a K uh. and Crowbar's just like in the ring like, oh, that sounds pretty cool <laughs> there you go it's uh, Eat Sleep Reflex Retreat Exclusive yeah. there. Well, maybe edit that out just in case Crowbar yeah. wants to say that for himself. But no. if, if he does stay one, he's act surprised. Uh, well, like, what in the way? No. I remember you saying that right now you were doing uh, promos. Uh, do you want to like, talk about Because I don't. Uh, that was one of the things with Rhino, like, <laughs> we went like an hour overtime. Yeah. Hour and a half, even maybe. We went on super long and I wasn't there for the promo bit, sadly. I do remember it was, I'll no name names, well, I can't remember the name, but somebody went, <laughs> they were all aimed at Rhino, and one of them says, Rhino, your name's not going to be Rhino. By the end of this, it's going to be Bino. <laughs> and everyone just <laughs> lost their shit, and Rhino's like, uh, okay. <laughs> But uh, it was just like drills and that he done with us and stuff. Yeah. I can't actually fully remember everything he done. He did like this was when I was still relatively going towards being a good guy. I didn't have any shows around yet, so I was just trying to know what I was doing. So I went good guy, and then I went bad guy, and he's like, I like the confidence in you being a bad guy. So maybe that was a bit of foreshadowing mm. for things to come. But it was really cool just being next to a WWE legend like Rhino. Mm-hmm. I've also had Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. which was also cool. But there was one moment, I think it was that one or it was somebody else, but somebody outside came in to watch, like, no wrestling guy. So then he started making his own shoot, and I'm like, I'm no good at this. And then I was just getting tied up with folk, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. But no, it's cool having someone like that just watching your stuff and mm. critiquing wee things and even praising it and that as well. It's just, you never really think that when you're watching, like, no. watching them on telly and that, and if you're going for this kind of lifestyle and you want to pursue this dream. It is quite surreal. Like, I can imagine when you're, like, telling people, like, during the time, like, I'm training to be a wrestler. Yeah. They're like, because obviously there's the stigma that all wrestling fake, but when you kind of say it, they're like, really, that's something you can become aye, yeah. aye. well I, well, when I say it people kind of give me that look but then at the time I'm, well I still don't really care what folk think uh-huh. like, I have my friends and I have my family that know that it's, it's no real way me complaining about how sore I'm <laughs> after matches and training and that but see if anyone from outside asks me what I do and I say that and they give me that kind of look and I'll mm, fuck them. I don't uh-huh. care you're very good at I, it I know that I could literally make them scream by just putting on a proper <laughs> wrist lock you know what I mean 
Yeah. Like they think it's fake, but as soon as like they're hanging all the the old eighty stuff, but mm. like we get taught like legit stuff because it's it is legit. Mm. So yeah, that's good. So do you remember when you were first like when you were told right you're going to go into a live match in front of crowds? And, yes. And the, uh, this, this who was your opponent uh, as well? Well, oh, we usually when you start you get put in a battle royal, and we got put in a battle royal in a gallery. That was Alexandra Park. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Like I didn't really hit me there. I just thought right, this is quite cool. We're having a bit of fun. I had these fucking awful tights. So I go plain black trunks, which by the way, mean trunks is not a nice sight anyway. But I thought, oh, I'll, I'll stand out. So I got Tipex. So I had this fascination with the tally marks. Yeah. I've still got them on my singlet, but they're not as prominent. But I had this thingy with tally marks. So I thought, I'll get Tipex and I'll make a scratchy like lettering with Kez on it. <laughs> and tally marks, everything looked fucking awful it's so uh, funny there's photos still out there but that was the I think that was the first time or the second time and I had a tag match in Deniston I came in two way but I didn't wear those fucking awful trunks <laughs> I actually wore a pair of Lionheart's trunks because mm. he knew that I didn't have gear ready so he's like right I'll sort you out so if you see the photos for me and Deniston I'm actually wearing Lionheart's trunks mm. And I look better than them than I did the fucking <laughs> the, the horrible fucking boxly made chunks that I thought I looked cool in at the time. But uh, the first time when it really hit me was at ICW for doing a show in the asylum. I think it was called Welcome. No, Future Armor it was called. So it was on a training day. I'm training away. It was, wasn't it like a specific thing? It was like midway through the train thing. Wolfgang just comes up to me. Oh, it's me and you in this Future Armor show. And we're in the main event. And I was like, like, cool, cool man, that, that's fine me, that's fine me. This is six months into training that, and I'm just, I've had like two matches, two, three matches, and he's came up and hit me with that. You can ask Connor, yeah. I was fucking terrified <laughs> for like two weeks before the, the, the match. I was waking up in sweats, I was pan- <laughs> having panic attacks, like, oh my god, what if this happens, what if my... What if nobody reacts to me? What if my music's pish? Which, by the way, it's fucking pish. I thought it was going to be like this cool rock king, and then came in two sent me. It went, oh, this is your theme in Titantron. And it was like this fucking bubbly, like, pish. And I got gear made that was like, no, in contrast with mm-hmm. that. So that was already f- throwing me off, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> but then it got to, as soon as I went through the cut and I had the match, I was like, cool, easy. Mm. actually done at that time my first and only over the top dive and fucking wolf guy in the big unit there is just there you go and I went over the barriers and actually landed in front of Connor and all my friends and my missus and I was like that's a, that's a pretty cool moment because they're going off for nuts and I'm like ah fucking I'm a wrestler hey. <laughs> and then that happened then for a while I just kind of was just plodding away training away getting on shows and I didn't really I was still kind of that queen cup baby face but everyone was kind of like ah fair enough hey let's guys let's I've had the best song ever Scoot of Fire because <laughs> I was listening to I was watching Mortal Kombat yeah. which is my favourite movie favourite like video game movie mm-hmm. don't at me 
I'll fucking fight no, you. I totally agree. Really, it's by far one of the best. Yes. <laughs> and then I think it was Smoke came up and that song came on. I was like, oh, that's a fucking, that's a nail. I'll, I can come out to that. <laughs> Turns out everyone's like, ah, it's good, but it's like, it's not wrestling for you. <laughs> Apart, no, in fact, see Tucker for yeah. Ireland. Yeah. He uses the same song and I'm like, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. <laughs> but I don't use it anymore. Uh-huh. Bye. So after all that big main event and that, nah, it was quite surreal, quite the come down because I, I think I was actually greeting afterwards. Mm. I think it was just all emotion hitting me at once. Because I imagine it just being a massive adrenaline rush. Yeah, I oh definitely. Like I go back and I, I, I think I was feeling a bit sick and all just because what had happened and all my friends and that were there to watch me and that. I was just like, wow. It was like technically, well, it is a uh, life achievement for me mm. like I wanted to become a wrestler for like since I was 10 and I worked hard done all my training and I was in shape at the time <laughs> hence why I was wearing tights and that <laughs> and I just bored in the way and then they gave me that opportunity and I, I'd say I'd smashed it yeah. not by myself like obviously Wolfgang can have a good match for anybody but I was really proud that was actually the night before the SECC show mm. so yeah, well, there was a lot of eyes on ICW at the time, so... Naturally, mm, no pressure, eh? Well, let's say you've done that, and then less than a year, your main event in a GPWA show with Mr. Ken Anderson, uh, uh, or Ken Kennedy, if you know. Yeah, yeah. What was that like when you found out he was coming, <laughs> and then you were like, you are going to be in the match with him? Right, so I think we already had a seminar with him, and that was cool. He came up with a fucking cunt drill. That we still use today. We call it the Anderson drill, and as soon as it said, we're all like, oh, bastard. But aye, he gets announced, but he also gets announced for our show. So we're like, oh, cool, he's going to be on our show. It'll probably be a coach or something, obviously, play it safe. And then it was during that, once again, another training night, and we have a Facebook page, a private Facebook page with, for all years to like, the coaches and all the students and that. And the coaches put in, post up the card on that page. But obviously we were in training, so we didn't have our phones. Well, I didn't have my phone. And then there's people coming up to me, like, with, like, excitement in their eyes. And they'll shake my hand and off. congratulations on the match. And I'm like, what? What's talking about? Oh, fucking, have you not seen? And I'm like, no. He's like, go check your phone. And I check my phone. And I see, I'm like, Kez Evans versus my son. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? Aye. So... Funny story, I know, with that. So that match gets announced, but we had a show pretty like two weeks before. So I'm in the match, we're late and buzzard, you know, fucking people. So I've got him, and then I've got this huge, huge match that I'm needing to, like, I'm getting prepared for. Biggest match of my life. Bell rings, ding ding, a club lighting in the back. Boom, shoulder pops out. Oh, no. Pops back in this 15 seconds into the match, and I'm like, Oh no, but obviously, you need to continue the match. You can't time out. No, we'll do this late some other point. No, as a wrestler, you need to continue the match because that's what the fans have paid to see. They want to see a contest. So, me being me, I've continued maybe about five minutes later. Hit me something else, boom, pops it, pops in again. I was like, and obviously Clayton's a small guy I'm a bigger guy he's trying to land on me jump on me and I'm a bigger guy I'm catching him so this is fucking hell on my shoulder because I'm catching him and flinging him about and then last 
30 seconds of the match I get them up post them up for a razor's edge and it's like the other two times it was just a quick one mm-hmm. but I felt it slowly pop out my shoulder again and this time it just didn't pop back in until I had to mm-hmm. do that had to for those who didn't see that, it was me pulling my own arm into socket again. So he had shoulder popped it three times during the match. So I was... I don't know what it was like when I was back. I think I was more so angry than anything because, mm. of course, no matter what, that just had to happen when I had that match with Anderson. But I said to... I think it was Red. I said, look, I'm wanting this match. Take me off the next show. Let me heal. Bam. I'm wanting this match, I don't care. I'll work it with one arm if I need to. And he put his trust in me and he done that. He took me off next the next week's show, let me heal, and I went into that match. If I think it's still on YouTube, but you can see my shoulder all taped up. Colour coded though, I deliberately tried to get orange. Uh, What's that tape called? Can he? Oh, I know what you mean. I, I can't think of the name. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. name, but we all know what to talk about. So I was deliberately yeah. I tried to get orange tape for that. Is that I was that match you were saying because that was a uh, new ring gear as well. We got wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Aye, aye. That was new gear and all. So because uh, uh, I was there as uh, and obviously a few of the friends were there and we were kind of you were you were obviously the heel in the match, but seeing now uh, someone we know sort of wrestling Ken Anderson. That was just, that yeah. was just when I turned as well. I yeah. was like, like maybe the month before I turned, which was the best decision ever. Mm. Like, uh, gee, both BT and Lionheart credit for that because it was just in one training session we were doing a drill like giving heat to somebody and then Hart would just chimed in and you'd be so much better as a heel, so much better. And BT he agreed and went, hi. You'd be so much better as a heel, your facials, your aggression. Everybody knows I'm, I'm a bit of a money cunt anyway, so I can play off that easy. So then I think the next show, I asked Red Lightning, can I have a match with Leighton Buzzard? And he said aye. And then in that match, the wee prick damn near sparkled me instead of checking on me, just pinned me, bet me. So what would you mean by sparkled, like as in... I went for the razor's edge. I'm just going to stop using. I've never used the razor's edge yeah. since day two incidents. These are two different, yeah. like with the shoulders. Now this time, I tried to pop him up, and then he tried to run, but he tucked. So we both just met, oh. headbutted each other, and I was a wee bit sparkled. But instead of being a good sport, we let and just went for the pin, bet me, and then was like, "Oh, you're right, you're right." So I just snapped, and then that was me, a bad guy for then on in. So best decision. I could ever make because mm. I don't think I'd be where I am so soon if I was still the old, the old me Aye. well speaking of that it's like not long after this match and you turn in heel mm-hmm. you become a part of you're in the ICW roster what was that like when you got called up to be in one of the main shows so someone pulled out of the square goal I think they were ill and Dallas said have you got your gear with you and I was like, cool, I've got my gear. And he's like, cool, you're in the square go. And I was like, awesome, sweet. And then I go in and I was treated like a, a joke and I was in for like 30 seconds because everybody else kind of waved me off. I got maybe one or two cheers, but they were all just like, ah, he's a wee wanker. Uh, we won't see much of him. So that kind of dampened my spirits. And then that was when BT was undisputed. Mm-hmm champion and that was when I was kind of he took me under his wing years ago and then that's when he kind of was like ah, fuck off so 
that's when I was like, right, cool. I'm just going to prod away and then keep training. And then I saw the opportunity at Shugs last year when he bet Walter and I was like cool I'm just going to go out and so that's a good segue do you want to talk more about the rivalry between you and BT Gun yeah what, what, what do you want to know just what was it like to know you were going to be in a series of matches with your coach someone that's uh, trained you for, for years the scariest thing was the I think it was quite a jump because I was I was featured in like a couple of garage shows and maybe a a wee Hornfield kind of knew who I was and then for that to then 800 plus at the was it is it O2 the O2 O2 Academy yeah. Yeah. go for there and they gave me mic time and all which I'll put my horn I'm not the best talker I'm not very confident in talking I flub my words easy I've said that all the time so this was a make or break moment for me like if I f- like it doesn't matter how good the match was the next night. If I fucked up this talk, <laughs> seeing like that didn't make sense. That sense. <laughs> if I fucked up this promo, then they might just say that ah, he's he's no that good. But I'd say what I done was acceptable. Maybe I could have said a lot more, a lot better. I don't know. I've not really watched it back because I hate the sound of <laughs> my voice. <laughs> it's so weird hearing yourself back. But I did at the time watch it and I think if, well, let's just say, see if I didn't have this little feud with BT Gun, I don't think the fans would be engaged with me as much as they have. Like, people are buying shirts that say fuck who cares on it, which I'm fucking raging at. Like, <laughs> ICW didn't run this by me one bit. And, a, and fucking me waiting comes out with a fuck you case t-shirt on and then I'm finding out folk are buying them hey, you should be getting a cut of that man. I should be getting a cut of that that's my <laughs> name they're trying to be spurs my name for a bit of, a bit of cash so if in that sense I'm thankful for fighting BT but I wish I didn't have to because at the end of the day he was my pal but he was kind of drifting away He's, he promised me he was going to do this and do that and then like at square go when I did do that, that spot, he kind of threw me to one mm. side. So I was like, right, you're just a fucking liar. You're a, you're a bullshitter. So you saw what I did. Yeah, liars and bullshitters are fucking... I went to his house. I mean, mm. I, I, I can take kings too far. Right. And I don't care. As long as I get what I want. So. And then was it after this feud, you got matches with Grado? Yes. Um, Kayleigh Ray. Kayleigh Ray. Which I, I bet her, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, this this will be after NXT uh, the okay, Cardiff yeah. show so you could say I may or may not have beaten the now new NXT mm-hmm. UK Women's Champion okay. so are you getting uh, get up yeah <laughs> 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 it's a good little uh, sound bite there, there for <laughs> but now you've done those matches and that and then you recruited a part of bad Dallas's Mavericks yeah, what was Dallas that like Mavericks. when you were asked to be a part of that and uh, so I think Dallas kind of saw potential in me because this is a true wait oh this is true but this is a true story before I went out on night two against BT at Shugs last year I turned to Dallas and I says I'm going to piss you off and he's like, why? Because I'm like, I'm going to make sure you regret no booking me all these years you've known me. Because that was like the first time he kind of fully booked me. No, that he had a like agenda against me, he just didn't have anything for me. But I said to him, you're going to regret no booking me these past three, four years. And then I went back and he was like, cool. Like he saw a fire 
in me. So I think that's when he kind of saw potential in me. And then I had the match with Kayleigh Ray, who kicked the shit out of me. Fucking made me like three inches smaller because I took a reverse destroyer thing and I fucked my neck up. And then I had the match with Grado, who forgot his gear, the fucking arsehole. And that was an afterthought, so I kicked the shit out of him with a chair. Had the match with Mikey Whiplash. That was good. I was really happy with that match. And then the next night at Hydro, he's like, come on in. I see you as the future. And I was like, you damn right, Eddie. I am the fucking future. Yeah. I remember you, uh, if you're in love, when you come out and you're wearing the suit. Which, by the way, the shirt was way too big. Oh, you look good. You look uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like Harry Hill with the fucking collar <laughs> wearing my ears, man. No, but you, uh, you, you look, you look like sort of just angry and stuff. Is that why? Because you had the. the Aye, maybe. I, no, in fact, so I'll no name names, but I forgot to get a belt for my thing, and I'm yeah. like, right, I'm going. There's going to be some sort of bullshit that I need to run down and sort because I'm the head of security now, and I need to do some physical movement. I'm not getting, like, scanted in front of fucking, how many, like, 5,000 folk at the hydro? I need a belt. And there was a couple of folk who weren't involved in the show. They were backstage and were dressed nice. And I said, look, I might be needed here. Can I borrow your belt? And they said, no. So, I'll no name names, Sam Barber. <laughs> you fucking ugly cunt. You're no handsome. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not handsome. Under that nice, lovely beard of yours, they're just an ugly prick. <laughs> he said no, so that's me raging because I might get scanty to you, but thankfully I didn't because my ass is fucking massive, my hips are fucking huge, so that wasn't an issue. But I, I go out there and I take away Scott Reed, that big lanky goth, and I drag him away. I think the face you're thinking about and like me raging, that's just my resting face. I'm always angry, but that was my face. He like, fuck I, I've, I've arrived here. Dallas says, we collectively, me, Ravy Davy, Leighton Buzzard at the time, we were all the future. And I was like, yeah. he's right. Yeah, well, was, uh, with sort of, as the most went by, there was also friction with uh, Leighton Leave, and now it's just been announced that you're facing, you and Ravy Davy will be facing Grado and Leighton Buzzard in a tag team match at Fight Club. Yeah, I, I, I don't know who, like, greenlit this. We've already bet them, like, by ourselves. I bet Leighton, well, Ravy would have helped me, but Ravy bet Grado. Why do we need to prove anything again when they've lost? Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I see it's fun. It'll be fu- it's so fun to kick the shit out of wee Leighton and it's cool to fucking upgrade on all the big star that he is bring him down at everybody else's level mm. the rotten fans level so I'm looking forward to it yeah that'll be fun when is it September 14th September 14th yeah I look forward to that date yeah going on from that just wondering what do you think holds for the future for yourself like we're my goal right now is to dominate and hold the zero g division hostage i want that zero g title of william thompson doesn't matter if he's the champion right now or if he is later on i am going to hold that title and see all the names like wolfgang lionheart all those folk when you see that title you hinkle those names i'm going to make promise on that that my name's going to be put in that list when you see that title yeah. I'm going to dominate the Zero G division and then maybe afterwards maybe if I'm bored maybe go for a world title who knows but right now it is 
dominating the zero G division. Mm. You heard that here first on right. the Street Detroit. And if anyone says, "Oh, he's too big, he can't do this, he can't do that," one, both the fucking coffees were zero G champion, and they were fucking great, and they don't do flips. And second point, you saw what I can do. I can do flips. You saw me at that tribute show. I fucking planched over and landed my fucking feet. I can fly. I just choose no to. So fuck you, fans. If he's going to put up your glass like, eh, actually, you can't be ZUG champion. Fuck you. I can be whatever I want. Next right. question. <laughs> uh, just, I just started drawing it up a bit. What sort of advice, if you could go back down, what advice would you give yourself? And also, what advice would you give to anyone who's looking to become a professional wrestler? What I would say a past me, I still was, but I'd say be more patient because there was times, I think everyone's got them, but I was getting them as well, where I was like, I wasn't getting booked and, and I was seeing all my peers and that, like getting bookings and I was like, well, why am I not getting this stuff? Am I not good enough? Am I not good enough? Like if I was at training or something, I felt like I didn't do as good as I thought I would or if I had a bad match, I was like, mm, maybe I'm no cut out for this, maybe I'm just kind of thinking, nah, I'm just doing it over my head. So what I would say to myself is, be patient and get out your own heat, because good things will come to those who wait and train really hard. And I'll say that to inspiring folk as well, be patient and also keep your mouth shut, <laughs> keep your ears open, because you might think something's no right, but like an example, I thought i done a certain thing the right way for ages and then someone came and just put this wee like why don't we put this here instead of here and then my eyes were open like fuck I've been doing this wrong the whole time so there's an example always keep your mouth shut ears opened eyes opened be respectful be respectful to others in training because you don't know what they're going through they might be having a hard time now they might not even want to be a wrestler they might want to just do this as a hobby or they just want to do it as like Oh, a day training. Cool, that's fine. Like, at the end of the day, do not focus on others, focus on yourself. That's kind of in key point with the being patient part, because that was kind of my undoing was, oh, this guy's getting booked, this guy's getting booked, why am I not getting booked? Like, I was trying to compare myself to them when I, I'm not them, you know what I mean? I'm a different performer, they need different things for different people. Yeah, that's my advice for but and don't piss me off like first impressions for me are quite as soon as you piss me off right cool I'm going to wait until I'm in a match and I'm going <laughs> to kick the shit out of you that's uh yeah some good advice there yeah right. <laughs> yeah right uh, don't mind me asking you some quick fire questions go for it okay cool so yeah just does it have to be one word answers or can I just uh, one word answers or yeah if you want to sort of say elaborate on it can... yeah cool so Rock or Austin? Oh, Austin for the sheer point A. As soon as the glass breaks and he walks out and you can hear himself talking and saying, yeah, I'm the shit. You're just like, yeah, you're the <laughs> fucking shit, Austin. <laughs> but they, are, they two are very... Yeah, it's quite a hard question. So it's got to be, yeah, so yeah. Austin. Uh, next, uh, Trish or Lita? Lita. Cody or Omega? Cody, because uh, I don't know, like... I think it's just the whole... My example is uh, him versus Dustin it. What was the all each show called again? Uh, is it all or nothing? Or? All in or something? Oh. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Double nothing. Double nothing. Yeah, that like that was just a pure story based thing. I'm like, wow, fucking brilliant. Whereas obviously Omega's like good and all at the storytelling, but sometimes I just need to switch off because I'm like, oh my god, what's happening so fast? But again, that's a very neck and neck one. Yeah. But I have to go with Cody. Uh, night in or night out? I used to like a night out in college, and then one morning after, my carpet was stained with a. What looked like brown vomit, so I was like, what's the fucking point in this? So, and also, I'm not a very sociable person. I like getting in fights. People don't like me, so, night in. Mm. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. If you like PlayStation, kill, cool, but if you want to say, oh, you play, play Xbox, I'll fucking smash a PlayStation, I eat. Um, so, uh, Spider-Man or Batman? Oh, uh, Batman. I just got finished actually playing all the Arkham games. Apart from Origins, fuck You're a big gamer as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm so, a big yeah. gamer, right? Yeah. Favourite wrestling pay-per-view? Just for the whole point that it started me off, probably Mania 21. It's a good, it's a good Mania. Yeah. Favourite venue you've wrestled at? Apart from it being an absolute hot box with no like, AC or anything, probably because I, that was when I made my big debut, probably O2 Academy. Mm. So it looks cool as well. So nice venue. Obviously the Hydro and all, but I didn't technically compete. Mm. But I uh, favourite wrestling game? <sighs> Probably the first SmackDown versus Raw, to be fair. Because that's when I just started getting in. Did you know <laughs> it took me a good fucking five years to really see the cover? Yeah. We Vince I didn't realise that was Vince. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> no. I didn't e- because he didn't have the hair in that, I was yeah, just like, it's just, just some guy staring at me. It, didn't, it took me... With one blue eye and one red eye. It took me years to realise it was Vince. That guy, yeah. And then I was like, fuck, it's Vince! What an idiot! Oh, I felt so stupid when I realised. Right, uh, dream opponent. Oh, dream opponent. Oh, it's it changes every day. Mm. Like... Uh, can I list a couple of Yeah, go for it, why not? Let's go with Eddie Guerrero. Uh, let's go Taker. Mm. Michaels. I know I'm right mind deaf. Like deaf wish. Minoru Suzuki. Because I'll steal his gotch film and he's not allowed to use it anymore, so fuck him. <laughs> Don't send him this because he'll kill me. <laughs> uh, Okada. Actually, some UK guys. I know I've faced him before, but I'd like to face Jackie Paul again. I'd love to face him. I'd love uh, Mikey Whitwash. I'd love to. I know I'm not as good as him technically-wise, but I'd love to just have maybe fucking... I know I'm being a bit ambitious here, but maybe a half-hour just Iron Man match mm. or something, just being technical. He'll school me, but I'll learn something. It's a hell of a match if uh, it happen. I'd love to I've faced Mark in a tag team match Mark Coffey but I'd love to face him in a singles just two guys kicking their fucking lumps at each other again probably right in mind death wish but I'd love to face Mark I'd, I'm choking to face Joe Coffey I'd love to face him Rampage Brown mm. again death wish but I think I could take him I'd love to face Rampage Brown maybe Wolfgang again I need to avenge my win for my debut so <laughs> That'd be good as well. But yeah, anybody that's like... Anybody really, I'd mm. love to face, like, right now. But I The big, big ones, Eddie Guerrero, Taker, Michaels, Suzuki, them lot, Rampage, <laughs> Coffees, all them. Yeah, cool. What about uh, favourite tag team match? Tag team match? Oh, sorry, favourite tag team. Oh, tag team? Yeah. You can get match as well since... Uh... I'm not the best with tag team stuff. Like, I'm useless in a tag team. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's just the wee things I'm like 
Wait, what? Why, why is this here? Why is that there? Just because I'm a big... Oh, Arn Anderson. I'd love to face Arn Anderson. Uh, probably... I've not got a clue. Ah, just to be in a good side, let's go purge. And uh, final one is, what's your biggest inspiration? Like, in terms of like wrestler or? It's not a person per se. It's me. I'm like seeing everybody getting these big opportunities now. Like, like fucking Gabriel Kid. He's twenty two. He's two years younger than me. And he's away to LA to get trained off Shibata. Like, that's mental. Like, mm. I don't know if that would be the case, like, years ago with folk, but just seeing everybody, like, the coaches and that, after 15 years of training hard, they're finally getting their big shots, and that that's that's my inspiration, because I'm like, cool. Now I know that it's achievable. Mm. Now I, I solely believe I could do so I could go to WWE, AEW, Japan. Like, I know it's achievable now, because I'm seeing all these people doing it so yeah it's, that's my inspiration just seeing all the opportunities coming up rather than one single person uh-huh. if if we're being honest the inspiration is myself of course <laughs> this guy right here yeah that's my inspiration and you, and you, I look in the mirror and I'm like you're my inspiration right, so yeah, you're only 24 and you've done a lot within four years and uh, it's been a stellar career and it hopefully it just gets better and better it will it will last thing where can people find you they wanted to uh, on Facebook it's just Kez Evans on Twitter Twitter handle at Kez Evans 95 and on Instagram Kez Evans 95 oh, it's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you and I hope you had a by the way on Instagram I get a lot of photos of my dog Murphy put him over if you don't put him over I'll break your arms there you go cool. <laughs> like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, hope yeah, you enjoyed yeah. yourself. Ah, no, it was cool. It was absolutely yeah. cool. And if you want to listen to more interviews as well as our weekly show, please check out Eat Sleep Suflex Retweet. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and find us on any podcast site. We're on Apple, Spotify, Android, Anchor. And also we have a website if you want to check that out as well. Just search Eat Sleep Suflex Retweet. Anyways, I've been Andy Mitchell, and catch you later. Pricks. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!